Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Project Shadow. My name is Charlie and you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. And yeah, today I just wanted to kind of talk to everybody. I titled this episode Writing in Hard Times, but I, I think in a lot of ways I could have just titled it Working in Hard Times or Being Creative in Hard Times or just, you know, Muddling Through. In fact, I almost just called it muddling through but I didn't think that that was the best way to go with what I wanted to say so with everything going on be it in our lives in our world and what have you it can sometimes be very difficult for us to continue working on the things that we want to do you know we you know Brian and I own a restaurant in town and I am a writer and we have jointly chosen probably two of the most difficult businesses to be self-employed in that there could be and while our restaurant is doing good you know like everybody we muddled through the financial collapse and you know that made things tricksy for everything good getting through that and I've met a lot of new writers lately and one of the things that I've noticed a lot one of the most common things that I've seen is people posting about how they're having a hard time right now be it emotionally with their health with various aspects of their life because of other situations that are outside their control, or at least their immediate control, and asking for encouragement or advice or what have you for getting through times like that. And yeah, this is kind of where I'm coming from too in a lot of my own feelings because whether it's the political situation that I find my country, my state, my county or my city in, um, which I say city because we call it a city, but it's it's a town. It's a small town. Um, or, you know, dealing with some of my own issues with life and, well, the changes that I am going through. It, it Everything can seem overwhelming. And everything sometimes feels like it's bearing down on you and if you don't keep fighting if you don't keep struggling if you don't keep pushing it'll just destroy you it'll just crush you and I've been seeing a lot of my fellow writers especially on Twitter talking about how they're feeling this way for various reasons and the reasons are just incredibly vast and what I wanted to say and the whole point of this episode 
is that we are creative beings. At our core, we create. It's who we are as a people. It's who we are as a species. It is one of the things that I feel defines us, not just biologically, but spiritually and you know, culturally. Ev- everything about humanity speaks to us as tells us that our ancestors were creative and they were able to survive because of that innate creativity that they have handed down to us. And the problem that we have, well, one of the problems that we have, I'm not going to turn this into a long rant about capitalism, but, you know, our biology developed in a world where we were being chased by lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. And we don't live in that world anymore. At least most of us don't. I would say probably if you're hearing the sound of my voice, you definitely probably don't live in that world anymore. And so the various stumbling blocks that come out in front of us Our systems are designed to react to them as if they were stampeding mastodon. And we have to get out of their way. And those fight or flight instincts are not bad. They're not terrible. But we need to find ways that we can control them. We need to find ways that we can take advantage of them. And most of all, we need to find encouragement with each other. I was so happy in some ways seeing people feeling that they could reach out to others for support. And I I got lost today in several threads on Twitter of people that are probably complete strangers to each other, just trying to help each other out and lift each other's spirits and share that basic goodness that is at the heart of who we are. And that is so important, especially for people like me who are writers. You know, writing is a fairly isolating experience. I basically sit in a house with my dog and type all day or draw or sketch, or as I've been doing recently, a lot of trigonometry in a spreadsheet trying to make it work. But it does now. Yay! Um, But that's what... That's one of the reasons why I love the internet and the things that it allows us to do. Because we can reach out to one another. We can talk to one another. We can share the good, the bad, and the ugly of our lives with each other. And in so doing, build those supportive networks that help us develop and grow in the way that we want to. And sometimes in the ways that we need to. Life is hard. And, you know, so many people fall prey to 
nihilism and sarcasm and just basic rank cynicism. And as I've learned throughout my life, we are better than those things. We do help each other. We do stand up for one another and we do lend our support one for another. And so if you're listening to me right now and you are having a hard time, one, know you're not alone. I think that's one of the most important things for us to realize when we're going through something that's hard for us, whether it be emotional or economic or, you know, illness related or what have you, health related, I guess I should say more broadly. It's easy for us to get lost in this state of thinking that we're the only one that's having a hard time right now. And you're not. So many of your sisters, brothers, and siblings around the world are struggling right now. And you may not think that that's a source of strength, but it should be. When you realize that you're not alone, when it's not just you, other people are having to fight for what they have, are struggling to hold on to what they have. When you realize that, I mean, when you really realize that, the isolation starts to break away. It may not make the tasks that you have to do easier. It may not make the hurdles you have to overcome or the mountains you have to climb smaller. But at least know that you're not alone. Other people are struggling too. Number two, we need to realize that we can reach out for help. Whether it's in our own community, to our family and friends, whether it's online, either by identifying ourselves or by being anonymous. There are apps, there are websites, there are places you can go and at least, at the very least, find someone to talk to to help you through those times. And that's one of the great and beautiful things about the modern age. Well, we often talk about the internet and how it brought us trolls and fake news and all those things that get the hashtag hashtag treatment. It also brings us together. It's brought together supportive communities that are here for one another and who will stand up for one another. Communities of interest, communities of identity. So find yours. If you are a writer and you're not on hashtag writing community on Twitter, you should go and introduce yourself to the hashtag writing community because there's a lot of wonderful people there who are willing to help and be there for you because writing like I said, can feel so isolating sometimes because it's just you and the words. But whatever community you are a part of, there's someone out there that you can talk to. There's someone you can connect with that will help to make things easier. And that's the third thing. And this is really important because I've watched this toxicity creep into certain communities 
and we can't tolerate it. If the community that you're in is not making things better, if it's not making you feel better, if it's not bringing some semblance of progress and hope into your life, it's probably the wrong place to be. It's easy for us to get lost in our anger, our isolation, our feelings of hurt and betrayal, whatever they may be, sadness, depression. It's easy for us to get locked into these things. It's easy to feel alone. And it's horrifically easy when you feel alone to find other people that feel alone who will help you bring out those senses of isolation even better than you could on your own. Stay away from places like that. Find a place that is supporting you, that is helping you, and making you want to be better every day. Find a place where you can be yourself. Yeah, I'm going to say it. Find a place where you can be your authentic self, whoever that is. Be honest. Be true. This life is so precious and it is so short. We have to look out for one another. And, you know, I feel so grateful that I'm saying this, not because I saw somebody getting abused online or because I saw something bad or anything like that, but that today my Twitter feed was just filled with people saying that they felt bummed out or that this bad thing happened or that bad thing happened. And then seeing hundreds of people go into the thread and give their support, their consolation. And whether those people felt it or not, I can't say because I'm not them. But the fact that we have found communities and we can make communities that are supportive like that, that are healing like that, that you can say, I'm not having the best day. Send me your dog pictures. And hundreds of pictures start showing up to help brighten your day. It's a simple thing, but... It's so beautiful and it's so counter to the narrative that we usually allow ourselves to have around the internet or around social media. Because like I said, we like to get trapped in this world of cynicism and doubt. Know that you are loved. Know that someone cares for you and that we're here to help. So, say you are a writer, or a creative person of some stripe, and you find yourself experiencing these negative emotions. There are several things that you can do. If you're Anne Rice, you write a book called Interview with the Vampire, that helps you, in some way, deal with the loss of a child. I don't know if you know that that's where that came from. I think most people know that now, but that's where that came from. And so many books are born out of that fear or loss or pain. And so for some writers, it can be helpful for you to deal with your experiences in that way. For example, my Mask of the Gods series, which should be coming out soon, is born out of my own experience of chronic pain. I 
hurt my knee when I was 16. I hurt my back when I was about 21 and I'm 42 now and I've lived the majority of my life in pain um, one kind of one kind or another. And that's not even to deal with my experiences of dysphoria or, you know, my bouts of depression that I've had over the years. And I wanted to explore the concept of pain and the concept of compassion from a different level and make pain something that's not something to be ashamed of. It's not something to be sought out, but it's also not something to despise. And so the characters in the book came forward. And while I would never say, because it's, it's not, you know, Crucify My Love is not a book where I am kind of performing therapy on myself and dealing with the concepts of pain, suffering, compassion, and death to some, you know, extent. It is a book where I am dealing with those things because some of the characters speak for me. Some of the characters speak for others, but it's a way that I could explore those concepts, those themes. I, I once sat in on a panel that was discussing compassion fatigue because when you try to live a compassionate life and you start seeing the suffering of others, it can be very draining and I had never seen concepts like that, you know, explored in fiction. I'm sure somebody has. I, I, am, <laughs> I am well aware that no idea is truly unique. And if you know of anybody who's written a book like that, I would love to know what it is so I could read it. But that's a text that I hadn't seen before. That's a book that I hadn't read. And I wanted to read it. Since I couldn't find it, I wrote it. And... It became one of the my favorite things that I've ever done. And I've written two books in that series. The first book should be out soon. But, you know, besides the shameless plug that I just did, you know, the whole point of this is when you are suffering, find something to make from it. When I wrote Shine Like Thunder, I was really sick. And in fact, Sadia's descriptions of his physical pain in that book were actually transcribed from the experiences I was having while I was writing it. So, you know, the pains that he was, he experiences in that book is very much the pain that I was having. And I think that's one of the reasons why that book more than any other is one that I get letters about that it affects people because yeah, it's a story about love and monsters and you know, all those things that I tend to write about, but there's this realism there because my experiences are embodied in the character. I'm not saying that that's the best way for everybody to act. I'm just saying that this is something that I've done several times I've not an, you know, written allegory of my life or really written my own story at all in any of these. And I'm not sure that that would be helpful if I had. 
But the things that I was dealing with, the questions that I was struggling with at the time, became very interesting fodder for my imagination and the characters that I want to write. I highly recommend, if you haven't tried that, do it. See what happens. It may not be for you, and you go off and do something else, but it's important for us to explore these feelings, because to me, fiction is about feeling. It's almost more about feeling for me than it is about anything else. I want to connect to the emotion of the characters. I want to connect to the feeling of the world. And so when I have questions, when I have doubts, when I have concerns, those kind of get filed away in the back of my mind as possible jumping off points for elements of a story. I'm curious how many of you do the same thing. This has been an interesting episode for me to do just because, you know, I'm not wanting to make it all about me. I really want this to be about us. But, you know, in my own life, you know, I've been struggling a lot lately, both with my dysphoria over my voice, because I have a very deep voice, and I wish I didn't. But, you know, I'm doing exercises and stuff to try to correct that. And I'm working my way through. You know, money has always been tight, and I see that with others as well. But there's such a joy in doing the things that I love and the things that I connect with you all on that it gives me hope and energy to move forward. And that's what I'm trying to say you all need to find and make sure that you have whatever it is. It could be baking. It could be knitting. It could be sitting around and telling jokes with your friends, whatever it is, find it. Because when I see the community that I'm a part of suffering, and today was one of those days where, you know, most of the people I interacted with had some intense form of suffering in their life right now. When I see my community suffering... I want to reach out, I want to hold them, and I want to tell them it's going to be okay. And I can't do that with everybody, mainly because you're not here. So, spirit hugs. But I wanted to do this, I wanted to talk about this, because we can get through so many things that feel impossible. When Brian and I first got together, I'm not going to go through all the details, but one of our roommates stole my identity, stole a lot of my money, got us evicted from our place of residence. And all of this happened immediately after vacation. We thought everything was fine. We thought everything was going well. We went on vacation. We came back to an eviction notice and a destroyed house. Um, and that was shocking and that was jarring and that just shook our world. And we had very little time to figure out what 
to do. And my family had moved over a thousand miles away. So, you know, I couldn't rely on those. And, you know, other family wanted to make sure that we learned our lessons and became better and proper adults. And at the time, it felt like the end of the world. It really did. Because we had this wonderful townhouse. And everything started falling apart because we were under so much stress. We said things to our friends that you just can't take back. And so friendships started to fray and everything felt like it was just completely falling apart. And this was in like 98. And here we are. Here we are all these years later. And yeah, everything's not perfect. Everything's not rosy. Everything's not peachy keen wonderful. I can still sing sunshine lollipops and rainbows at the top of my lungs when I need to smile because Leslie Gore is one of the greatest things ever. I'll stand up for that anytime I have to. But yeah, we made it through that. We made it through the financial crash in California when we were out there and everything was so bad. I mean, so bad. And we made it through the financial crash in the early, you know, that just happened. And here we are. And I've learned over the years that no matter how impossible things feel, you just push forward. Time only goes in one direction. You don't have to be Eddie Money to know that you can't go back and do it all over. Even though sometimes you want to go back, I know. We just push on. We push forward. You find a way. And that's always easiest when we have a community around us. When we develop a community around us that can give us the strength that we need. When we falter or fail or fall apart. Because those things happen to all of us. Good, bad all of it. You know, in my short life, I've experienced illness that struck out of nowhere. I've had several major surgeries in my life. And you just push through. The pain comes, the pain goes, and you just push through. But I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the help that I've gotten from my friends. And I'm so proud to be a part of an online community that will help each other, that will stand with each other, that will be there as best as we can for one another. That, that's amazing, especially since we don't know each other, you know, in real life for the most part. Some of us do, but most of us don't. So yeah, today was a weird day where I think a lot of us had trouble, but it was really cool to see people come together and help each other through it. If you've enjoyed this episode and the app that you're listening to me on allows you to rate either this podcast or 
this episode, please do so, especially if you're listening to me in Apple Podcasts. That really means the world to me. That tells the algorithm to share me with more people, and that just helps. If you have a dollar you can throw my way, in the show notes you'll see a link that says Anchor Community Support. If you click that, you can join the project at the $1, $5, or $10 levels. That money helps me do everything that I do, from getting this microphone that I'm talking to you on, to the software that I use to do everything. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who has helped and supported over the years. If you don't have any money, trust me, I really understand what that feels like. Um, if you know of somebody that you think will enjoy this podcast, please share it with them. That helps out immensely. Um, if you want to follow me I, on Twitter, I'm C.E. Dorson on Twitter. If you want to help me get a Facebook group up and going, we have one over at facebook.com slash group slash project shadow. I would love to try to get something going over there because I feel like I neglect people on Facebook because it's not my primary social network. So if you want to help with that, go for it. If you have any questions or comments or episode ideas that you would like to hear me talk about, head over to anchor.fm, download the Anchor app, or just go into your app store and type in Anchor. Download it, follow Project Shadow, and you'll see a button that says voice message. If you click that, you can send me up to a one-minute message. Keep it brief, keep it clean, and if it's good, I'll use it on the show. I used to get more of those, and I really miss doing episodes based off of your questions and comments, so I'd love to get some more of those. Um, yeah. If you want to check out everything that I'm doing, head over to projectshadow.com. There will be links there to everything and more. Um, yeah. Hopefully, I will have more to say about Mask of the Gods soon, because... And until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.